Hi, and welcome to Talking With Cancer. I'm Katie. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us today. So grab a coffee or a tea. In your favourite mug. Let's get settled down and begin this week's conversation. Hello. It's like I just reminded of Louis Theroux's Grounded podcast, where it's always part of the podcast, because uh, is this this thing recording? (laughs) Can you hear me? Louis Theroux is clearly my spirit animal, or we were separated at birth, because I, yeah, yeah, there might be a bit of a, just me sitting in silence before you join. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So when we talked last, you were waiting for the results of your bronchoscopy slash lung biopsy and you were due to get those and then with that hopefully be sent to the raw meet your oncologist at the Royal Marsden yes where we where we so um the good news is I've only got one type of cancer amazing such a show off aren't I that's like that's 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 like best that was best that was best case isn't it like that's like yeah but do you know what it's really interesting because it's like that was a week ago like so much much I feel like so much has happened it's old news it's it's old it's old news but it is good news and I I realize that that's what this is all about this is about getting good news then bad news then good news then bad news then news which I don't know it's yeah so, so yes, so they were right. That was their hunch and they were right. And so that means that, yeah, what, what spread is still looks like the thyroid cancer. It's kind of fascinating as well, all of this, to be honest. Um, on Friday, so last week, I had a call with the thyroid oncologist who's based at the London Clinic, who is called Kate Goodchild. And she explained to me that I may have um, the certain type of mutating gene called BRAF and they have to do further tests with my tissue to see if I have BRAF but if I have BRAF um, then actually what this is called is oh I, oh uh, targeted targeted therapy with targeted therapy there's um there's basically for, for there's these specific drugs which are used very successfully for melanoma Mm-hmm. and they have been used for thyroid cancer, such as mine, very successfully at shrinking the cancer, basically to get you to a place where it's then treatable in the way they would treat it. So surgery, then radioactive iodine pills, then radiotherapy. And she explained that to us. She explained what the drugs were, mm-hmm. um, and she suggested we look up the drugs, which I did. And, you know, these drugs are kind of miracle pills in the sense that like there aren't many side effects to them Mm -hmm. um and they are still quite new um they've been used successfully in america they've been used over here a bit more and actually the thyroid oncologist at the royal marsden Mm -hmm. another kate kate newbold has used these drugs and essentially kind of without my asking Mm -hmm. but obviously because they feel it's the best thing for me like i have now been referred to the royal marsden that's great news because they are they're the, they're the specialists. That's where you want to be, isn't it? They're one of the they are. It's really interesting. I mean, they are. They are. I mean, they're the cancer hospital. Like we went there on Monday and um, we met the thyroid oncologist who I think was still digesting a lot of my results and my information. So she wasn't kind of there saying, look, this is exactly what I'm dealing with in your case but she had a kind of I guess a top line overview and you know what like she just instilled a lot of confidence in me in the sense that like 
it's so interesting, the language that I've been hearing up until now. The language has been like, this is complicated. This is rare. Your cancer's aggressive. Your cancer's angry. We don't understand like what's going on with you. You know, all of this language, which is coming from experts. And I understand their dilemma because they want to be straight with me. They want to tell me what's happening. But at the same time, is it couched in the best possible way? Does it set your expectations correctly? Is it, sorry, I don't mean to project here, but is, is it, is it kind? Does it feel, is it human enough? Is it empathetic enough? Like, I guess to be on the receiving end of those words, which are really scary to hear. Really scary and, and really negative. And, you know, again, drawing parallels with IVF, um, there's a lot of similar language around IVF. You know, you have a failed IVF or you're infertile or you're, you know, abnormal, like embryo. And it's, it's, yeah. It, I, I mean, I've been listening to Elizabeth Day's How to Fail and she's talked about her fertility journey. And that's something she talks a lot about, like Rich. the way this language needs to change. And it just struck me because when I went to see this other oncologist okay. at the Royal Marsden, she didn't, any of that language forward she was just very matter of fact and she talked about this is how we treat thyroid cancer these are the different routes that we take to treat thyroid cancer and you know she didn't commit to one route with me because there is still information they need to understand about me and these and like do I have this mutating gene Mm -hmm. so Dinch and I went to the meeting and we felt that she was like bad off you know, and when she said, you know, if we do go down the routes with these drugs, she said, we've seen a lot of success with them. And my response was, and you will with me, you know, she said, yes, good, good. You know, so she, I was like, I was just like, look, you know, what I subliminally was saying was like, don't tell me this isn't going to work. Like, let's just, yeah, let's yeah. just get on with it working. Yeah. So you feel um, really good and like you're in safe, your safe hands and you're, you're. Well, yes. I mean, I do. What I also realise is, you know, when you go to these top, top people, like there are many, there are many cancer patients and there are many people they're treating and there is, you know, they are fully, fully immersed in this world. And, you know, obviously like she is so knowledgeable, um, kind of passionate, if that's the right word, about the world that she's in. Um, but what's sort of happened is kind of, I mean, I'm not at the beginning again, but, you know, now there's a lot of her having to get all these results and making sure that I'm properly on the system. And so results in terms of waiting to see if you've got the, the RAF, which I have found out today, I don't have that gene. Okay. So that's, that's good. That's no, no, it's not. Okay. I, I was, I was like, I was like visualizing. I was like, okay, I need this mutating gene. Okay, great. It's called BRAF. Okay, I'm going to visualize BRAF, but I don't have it. Okay. So that was like, you know, just another another hugely disappointing conversation. And you know, my actually my knee reaction was, you, what happens is you kind of want to shut down again. And my immediate reaction was, I can't talk to Claire tonight. This is yeah. too much. And then I thought, no, no, no hang on a minute this is what I'm going through. Like I can't, you know, and I have to, I have to accept that this is how it's going to be. There's going to be that, you know, this bit of the, of the journey and the experience is like still trying to understand what my treatment plan is going to be. Yeah. 
you know, and it's on Friday. It was like, oh my God, it's some pills, you know. Um, Before that, I was thinking chemotherapy. Mm. Um, I decided to watch a documentary on Netflix called The C Word. Okay, yeah. About cancer. And it's quite, I just thought, you know, come on, let's face it. Let's see, like, what's other people's stories. and, And this woman that's kind of making this film, she got breast cancer and she had chemo and she's there, like, shaving her head. And her sister then gets breast cancer, also with shaving their head. And I kind of thought, wow, you know, so I said to my mom, there are some women that just look so beautiful. You know, they can shave their heads. They have no hair and they just these features. They just look so beautiful. And I was like, I just don't have that kind of face. And she fully agreed. She said, no, don't. God <laughs> love, you're only a mother, only a mother. God love your mum. God love your mum. So I, I can't pull off a shaved head. Hey, so, you're, you're jotting these down in some kind of notebook, <laughs> notebook somewhere. Is it kind of- but then I also spoke to my friend, um, my husband's just friend. Just to say, just as a counter opinion, you would, Katie, you'd rock it. So, you know, like, you know, yeah. Thank you. But also I spoke to, yeah, so I was having a, having a chat with my husband's friend you know I'm Jewish my husband's Turkish there's so many similarities and his friend is Turkish and she again it's that thing of like I totally get people just trying to offer like good stories but she said to me you know well I've got a friend who you know she had this amazing wig made for her like she went to the hairdresser she didn't even look in the mirror she had her head shaved they put the wig on she wouldn't even know the difference (laughs) (laughs) I love this sort of like transformation by stealth that's it just yeah but it was so weird because when when I was told that maybe these drugs and it may still be so basically I don't have the BRAF gene but there may be another type of mutating gene Mm -hmm. so they've got I mean I don't know how much of my tissue how much of it can you use obviously it could seem to be using a lot I think it's still from what they took here yeah um but I've got to wait two weeks to find that out now Oh man, that's a long time of waiting, isn't it? Long time. And to be fair to the oncologist, Kate Newbold, she did say, look, I know you're dying to start treatment. I get that. You'll be desperate to start. But she said, we have to get right. the treatment right. That's really important. Yeah. And she said, you may be waiting a matter of weeks for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's right. So it was that just that moment of like, again, like, when you hear the news, you kind of like, you know what they're saying. She said the BRAF test result was negative. So I said, that means I don't have it. Yeah. You know, yes, of course it means that. But it's like, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, it's a shitty analogy, but it's like, it's like snakes and ladders and you've just gone down another snake again or like back, back to go. And you're like, no, no, I was so, I was, I'd done, I'd done this bit. Like, That's exactly what I said to Dinch. It's like, it's another like drop. Yeah. The fall down. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and the thing is, like, when I talked to him about it, you know, he did remind me. She said it might take two weeks, and come on, you know, this still you still might have this gene, and we still don't know. And yeah. you know, but again, yeah, it's like, are they going to be able to deal with this? I mean, she said to me, I'm also speaking to two other surgeons to get their opinion on whether they think they can treat you surgically at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's still, it's still these, these sort of maybes and this, this unknown. And um, I don't know, in a weird way, I think I'm like getting used to having cancer. <laughs> I think like that whole shock of it and the whole, 
you know, yeah, it does still catch you on aware every now and then. And it's this funny thing of like, you know, walking into a shop and someone saying, hi, how are you? And you go, yeah, good, thanks. And your head, you going, I've got cancer. And how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You skip out that. And I've got cancer, but it's silent. And how are you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all the way, it's the waiting game. Yeah. It just continues to be the waiting game. But it was interesting because I was thinking about what it means and feels like to be kind of white and privileged with cancer. And I was sort of talking about this today with my stepdad. I felt quite emotional talking about it because I said, you know, I, I'm not apologizing for that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the solution for what, for that, what that even means. But it's like, I am aware of that. Like, I'm so aware that oh, poor me, I had to go to the new forest, you know, like whilst my house was being renovated. And it's a very, like, it's just quite sensitive because you start to feel quite exposed in the sense of, like, this is is unravelling in a certain way, in a way that is very privileged. Mm. And if I didn't have these privileges, this would be such a worse yeah experience and also I guess if you weren't educated and you weren't articulate like you're really good at advocating for yourself you know so that that's done yeah that's that is another element because you know I won't lie like I had to chase the doctor today I was expecting her call and I had to I called her secretary and her secretary was like oh um she's very been very busy today in clinic and I said you know I just want to know like when I can expect her call yeah. And when she did call me back, she said, you weren't on my list to call. And, and the thing is, when I went for the appointment on Monday, I, we walked in as she was leaving the building. And because she had a name tag on, my husband stopped her and said, oh, excuse me, we're coming to see you now. And she said, I don't have any more appointments today. Oh my So God. we were like, well, yeah, we made an appointment like we were told it was now. And she said, I've got to go and give someone their treatment. So we said, fine, we'll wait, you know. Yeah. But it was like, oh, my God, that had happened twice. So I then just wrote to her secretary, I, you know, and just said, look, this has happened twice. This is very disconcerting. And again, like, because I have the tools to do that, you have to sort of manage, like, yeah. again, I've got that skill set. But I realised, like, you have to kind of manage. Well, I don't think you're alone and I don't think it's unique. I don't think it's unique to ca- I don't think it's unique to cancer. I think it's like, I don't know if you found this in your IVF journey, but just how much you've got to... You've got to push to get things to get. And, and, and again, it goes back to what I talked about last week, which is like, oh, I don't want to. I know, like, you know, I'm assertive when we talked about that, but like, I don't want to do anything that's then going to make them. Oh, I'm the difficult one. Oh, I'm the. But you know what? Dinch just got on it and he, he actually got in touch with the secretary of the other doctor and said, please, can you send all Katie's files over like now? Like, yeah. they need to have everything. They need to have all the results. You know, that's another element where you kind of go, wow, like I've got I've got that support, I've got that ability, I've got that knowledge, I've got that know-how. And for, I think you're all right because I don't think there's a medical version of like someone spitting in your soup if you complain. I don't think I don't think don't think that's allowed. So I think um, keep going. Keep, keep going. Oh, that's brilliant. Are you sure? Um, yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm pretty sure for the reassurance. But um but but yeah, I I think I must I'm, I guess that must make it really difficult because there's 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 you there's the Katie that can advocate, but you shouldn't have to be in that position. I guess you want to hand it over and be looked after and know, and know that you're in safe hands. Yeah, and you've got a push. It's kind of like, do guys catch this? Come on, I know. Let their let their expertise be in medicine, treatment, and cancer. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I can do all I'll the admin. Yeah, you can do the, you can, you can pull the show together around them. They've just got to be on stage at this time to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They can perform. I'll just be in the background yeah. making sure like I'm on a bloody list. Do you know what I mean? Um, transferable skills. Transferable skills. And how to use them has been really, really important. And, it, you know, I guess it's like there are moments where I think another two weeks, like what's going on again? What's going on in my body? Where, where's the cancer now? How big is it? Like how much is it affecting me? I mean, you know, like my neck, it's big, it's swollen. I can see stuff like, you know, and actually after we spoke last week, like the next day was really tough because I caught myself in the mirror and I caught, I caught sight of some lumps. Okay. And it was like, I don't really want to be looking or inspecting or yeah. feeling. You want to know that this is in hand and it's going the other way in the other direction. Yeah, because it's, it's like it's visible and I can feel it. You know, I've got very sore neck. I've, you know, this cough is persistent. And yeah, it's just, I mean, after the, after the appointment, like she had a feel around my neck. And she said, There's a lot going on there. And I just thought, oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like the ignorance of like how quickly is this growing? You know, it's something I sort of don't want to know. And again, like I just keep thinking, okay, treatment's got to be right. That means waiting another couple of weeks. The treatment's got to be right. That's got to be right. I know when we spoke last week, you were like, that's my main concern, what your treatment plan was and them getting it right. And you knowing that you were with the most, you know, the most highly qualified best people you could possibly be with and you know it sounds like that's in track that's in train that you're at the beginning if I know it's another journey but it sounds like you know you start you've started that now yeah and I definitely feel again it's really interesting like there's no sense of ownership in the medical world like they just want to make sure I'm with the best people and the fact that they has sort of said, look, we're going to hand this over to the Royal Marsden. Um, you know, just shows, okay, they want the best for me and they know that that is the best place for me. Um, it is that catch-22 again. It's like, oh, okay, they can't deal with it. Okay, well, let's hope the Royal Marsden can. Yeah, I feel like I'm in, I feel like I'm in safe hands. You know, you're just getting to know a team. Yeah, and then you're getting to know, you know, like I won't have the same clinical nurse that I had like she was very available and she was on WhatsApp and the new one, it's less because I think there's, there's, I don't know. It's just a different, just a different system. And a, different, lot, more, and a lot more people. Lot, yeah. Is that, yeah. Okay. A lot more people. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you coping when you, when the big, when the big feelings kind of like wash over you? Well, you, can't, you know, I had that call. I felt, you know, like my heart racing, I felt very downbeat in the moment. I felt like I, I just thought this is just a disaster all over again. And then obviously I spoke to Dinch, who was, you know, supportive and amazing, but also just kind of like he's a bit of a reality check, which is like we were told this might be the case and you could have another gene and it could be. And then I suppose I just go... This is, this is part of it. I think the thing is, is like, it's, it's also okay not to cope. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think like, that's been really important. 
mm. just to be able to say, look, you know, because like, for example, before we went to see her on Monday, she'd been sent a letter from the, the other oncologist. It was quite a long letter and they, they send me every letter. I said this before. When I read that letter, it, a wave of anxiety comes over me because this is in black and white, yeah. you know, and even a skim read. And then you get to the point where they understand this is very serious. And, and like, I just felt so, so anxious. And I said to Dinch, this is part of the process and part of the experience. I am going to feel these moments, you know, really important to breathe. Yeah. Sounds so, in, <laughs> so simple, but like, I find like having those deep breaths and holding the breath for just a couple of seconds of breathing out, like that's, I find that really good to do that. And just, just, yeah, not to try and fight the bad feelings, I think, because I think we do that, don't we, just in life. You've got to, it's just got to try and like own it, you know, accept it. Yeah. So the other way that I've been coping is going shopping, which is not really like me. What are you talking about? You love a shop. Not to this extent. I'm like, I'm finding myself. You levels. What are you buying different things? Or are you like, are you, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like, right, I'm just going to go into that shop. I'm just going to buy some things. Again, privilege me. Aren't I lucky that I can just go and do that? But there's something. What have you bought? No. How have you treated yourself? How have you made yourself feel special? I've treated myself. This week, Katie, what have you bought? Like, you know, like buying ceramics. And because I'm that certain age. I know, like, I know, I know. Ceramics creep in and you're like, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then, you know, like I'm getting my nails done and I'm getting a massage and, um, you know, just, just, I think it's that thing of like. You're allowed to love, you are allowed to love yourself hard. But also not be so reserved about, not have to, you know, yeah. like be so reserved about things and just do things and just not have to think things are such big you don't, need a, you don't need to like yeah yeah you don't need to have to you don't have to justify it you can treat yourself yeah exactly like enjoy but, you know the yeah. first thing that came to me was like what am I going to do now for two weeks like do you, you need you need an, you need like a, a sustained activity or a plan in place to yeah yeah and I don't really feel like exercising and I don't really feel like you know obviously the first thing I want to do is go away which is you know a ridiculous idea and not going to happen um can you go in the UK can you go somewhere in the UK can you but also you know the truth is I don't really want to go away going away it it makes me think I can get away from it all you can't yeah you can't yeah 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 yeah. so um I yeah I just have to like we need to crowdsource I do we need to crowdsource good box sets for you and good podcasts to listen to or do we do we need to come and take you out yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You know, Dinch and I like going out. We like going to the theatre. We like going to the cinema. And I mean, I remember we went to see Belfast like the day after or two days after we found out just to try and do something. It's like I fell asleep in the cinema. I think I just have to learn to be really patient and be really good at waiting. And in the waiting, not, again, spiral into negative thoughts. You know, I'm slightly avoiding like some quite, I am avoiding serious questions. Yeah, but that's also fine. I think you'll come to them in your own time. I think your brain and you and your mo- you can only titrate so much at, at one time. Like, yeah. You know? You know, the other day I thought, oh, maybe I'm being a real fool. And like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm kind of like focusing on this positive approach and this treatment working. Maybe I'm 
maybe I'm just being an idiot. And like, you know, you do, you just, yeah, like, you, you just think, think all in your, in your quieter, darker moments, those other voices can come in. Exactly. But I think your, I think your radiating optimistic approach is, is much better. It's much better for you, for your body, for your well-being, for how you feel day to day, moment to moment. Like, and no, I'm not saying deny the other stuff because I'm sure that crops up. But like, the great capacity to feel the good, the good stuff still. Yeah, and I definitely think that is my coping mechanism, and that is that is kind of what I know. Surely, in some scientific way, like that is giving off the right kind of signals. In the quantum in the quantum field, we're all energy. So is that right? Yeah, yeah, we're all energy. Like, okay, I'm going to pass, pass explain this really badly, but yeah, we're all energy. It's just with the perception that we have, we think it's all solid, which is why things like meditation and prayer and good vibes, like you know, although they, we you fling them around as like new age not hokum it's not hokum because it's true because we are all energy it works that's why it works and I really think sending those signals to yourself and showing yourself loving care and compassion like going shopping like buying nice ceramics like doing your breathing and meditation this is all kind of like filling filling your cup and giving yourself the good vibes definitely no I definitely think it is and I definitely live by that I mean you know I think I think like the hardest thing is, you know, being a spiritual person, but trying to find spirituality in this. I think you're doing okay. I think you're like you're the embodiment of this right now, though. I think. I don't know. It's very because um, you know I'm someone that always like I'll find a sign in something, you know, like a message, a positive message, and um, yeah, that's been quite hard to find in and amongst this. It mm. really has. Yeah. But, you know, maybe that will come. We shall see. Mm. It's a lot to expect yourself, though, of, of yourself to kind of be anywhere except where you are. Yeah. 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 I know. Be in it. So two-week wait, and then you'll know more. Two-week wait, and then I'll know more. I'm supposed to be having a call again <laughs> with the doctor. What's the day-to-day Wednesday on Monday? Okay. Um, can you see the catch? Oh, loud cat. I can hear that. <laughs> Um, come here. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> on the laptop, and then anything can happen. Yeah. Oh, she's <laughs> very happy to have our phone, aren't you? Oh, God, careful. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I'm not really sure what uh, the news will be on Monday, but I sort of said, look, can I do anything in the meantime? You know, take some neurofen. That yeah. help. Yeah. She said, mm, no, there's nothing you can do. She said, I know you're going to be worrying. Um, and I said, well, can we have another catch-up? So I'm going to be making sure that I'm on the list for my I'm on the list. Is my name down? Yeah. What time's the call? Yeah. Get them ready. Get them ready for you. Um, I, don't think I, I don't think I had any particular... This has been, yeah, I'm, I'm find this a really cathartic exercise. And Good I think you said it as well, like it was going to be really useful to send to people yeah. who aren't up to speed and and that's what I felt I felt that I can just say to people like you know I've done this audio and it would you know and people seem to have been listening does your mum still want a guest spot oh <laughs> yeah definitely at some point <laughs> and uh do we need to name and shame your builders 
oh you're so funny that's hysterical no I can't do that because I think no, joking, of no. course you can't they would spit in your suit they, I, they have rectified okay um, what what you know what, what what happened and I came home today and I was like okay it's finished as much you know as much as it can be and that's oh, man. just get this get the sage out and waft them out the door that's a great idea I'll do that now <laughs> with, with the cat you should um, all the evils won't you She's got such beautiful eyes. That's beautiful. This is Bonjuk the cat. Bonjuk. What does Bonjuk? Who was rescued from the streets of Istanbul as a kitten. Hello, beautiful. Brought to London via Frank Burke by my husband. Wow, you're exotic. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Claire. Um, Well, listen, I love you. you. Um, And keep me keep me updated, and I will be thinking of you a lot. Yeah, sending you loads of love. Lots of love, darling. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Talking with Cancer. Feel free to share the show or give us a review on Apple's podcast, Spotify, or Google. It could help other people find out about us and might help someone you don't know who's got questions about cancer. Please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Either via our Instagram, which is talking underscore with cancer, or you can email us hello at talkingwithcancer.com. See you next time. Bye.